Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you made it back because I'm back. (laughs) I took a few weeks off and I am back in the seat doing the podcast and I'm super excited to be here. It's been a crazy couple weeks. I mean, jeez. Louise, I you know you take your eye off the ball for just a little bit, and it's like so much news has happened. Uh, and but you know I've also got time. I got time in the last two weeks to reflect, and I got to tell you, I have not felt more peaceful than in the last two weeks. Uh, just not paying attention to the news, not paying attention to all the stories that are coming out. I mean, obviously I don't live under a rock, so I was still seeing things, but I wasn't as fully invested because I didn't have a show to prep for. And just so you guys know that the first week I I took off because my son's spring break, I told you guys about that. And then the second week, my wife was actually on spring break. So I probably should have mentioned that, but I, and it's pretty sad that I forget those kind of big moments that are coming on the calendar, but I do sometimes because I run at a hundred miles an hour most of the time. So, but she had spring break last week, this past week, and we had, we had a lot of things we wanted to do. Uh, we, we really wanted to go on a trip and, uh, take some some time for us just to go sit on a beach somewhere but we got we have a lot of projects going on so we we just decided you know let's get some stuff done so i i spent time with her and and time getting projects and we got a lot done so it was worth the time off i'm glad that we did it and it also gave me time to reflect on what's going on in the world and what's more importantly What's going on with the United States? Because this is where we live. This is where I live. And I mean, I said it already, but it it didn't really dawn on me how much of an echo chamber exists on both sides of the aisle. You know, I, that the two weeks, you know, I didn't see uh, liberals, you know, yelling at conservatives and conservatives telling liberals they're stupid and and you know I it's just so odd to me and I know you guys know this I know you guys see it too I know that it exists I know you have friends that are on both sides of the political spectrum and it's crazy sometimes to watch them and I don't I don't think they realize you know how much of their soul they have sold out to their political ideologies. And it's it's painful to watch. It's painful to read. You know, I, I get on Twitter quite a bit and look for news stories. I've, I've told you guys before, a lot of times you'll catch a news story. It'll hit Twitter before you'll see it on the news, on TV. Um, that is kind of the public square, if you will, for news and things that are happening and stories that are about to break. And so I get on Twitter and just the pure hatred that these people have for each other when there's serious things going in our country, going on in our country right now. And these people just, they exist solely to take 
shots at people politically, you know, morally, ethically, legally, you know, just to just to destroy each other. And it's sad. And I've honestly been sucked into it a, a couple times. Because sometimes I'll see things that I'm just like, that is stupid. Like, you can't be that stupid of a human being. And so I'll jump in there and say, you know, you're stupid, whatever. And I shouldn't do that. I should not because I'm getting sucked into it. And the whole point of doing this show was to not get sucked into the political narrative spin. Because that's what its job is. And that's what I've been trying to tell you guys. And one of the reasons I wanted to do the show is because, you know, I I can see that the political parties are more interested in creating spin to keep you glued in to an ideology that if if you really stood back and just experienced life with people, you would realize your ideology is not helpful. It's not good. And they, they want to keep everybody spun up all the time. And so I, I've got to do a better job of stepping back. And I'll tell you what, guys. And the reason this, this – well, let me back up. I'll tell you, tell you what. This last two weeks has reminded me of why I started the show. Because prior to starting the show, I checked out from politics for a while. It was right around the time Barack Obama got elected president. And, you know, I was, I was baffled that, that he was elected president. Um, and not because he's black, because I'm sure some of you probably think that, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. It was because he was very inexperienced. You know, he came over as a state legislature to senator in in the u.s congress and then almost immediately he was running for president i think he was a sitting senator for two years and it might not even have been a full two years when he announced and then next thing you know he's running for president and i legitimately and genuinely at that time remember thinking this guy is not qualified to be president of the United States. And he's a little bit of an extremist. But everybody got behind him. I mean, he got record folks. I mean, he was the, it was, it became, you know, I'm just going to be honest and be real. It was almost like a token presidency because the country wanted to see a first black president. And so the numbers came out strong for it. But I checked out right around that time because I realized that most of the country was susceptible to political spin. That was the only way you were going to vote for a guy that just two years prior was sitting in the state house and two years prior to that in Illinois and two years prior to that, he was a community activist. And I don't know. I just never thought that that is what fully qualified somebody to become president. Like almost no life experience, no business experience, no entrepreneurial experience. And, and I'm okay with you know, somebody who's an outsider that, that didn't grow up in the political world. Like, that is totally good with me. Um, but, you know, I, being just a, you know, community activist or, you know, that just, he, he didn't strike me as having the experience to be an effective president. But the narratives, you know, and it, it, I don't know. 
So around that time, I decided to check out. And guys, when I checked out, I realized it was like, you know, you can't see. There's an old saying, you can't see the, the whole picture when you're stuck in the frame. Well, that was kind of me up until that point is I couldn't see the whole picture because I was stuck in the frame. But when I was able to step out of it and then peek in from time to time, it really became revealing. And what became revealing is it's a uniparty. Washington, D.C. is a swamp, legitimate swamp, where politicians and bureaucrats work to make their lives better and their buddies' lives better, crony capitalism. And when I saw the reality of our government and it, the way it operated, I was disappointed so much so that I checked out even more from politics because I'm like, there's no way this can be changed there. there it's just the system is too powerful. Now they've had a hundred years to make it this way. And you know, one or two people are not going to change this. So I checked out even more. And now you know, after seeing the country literally going backwards, because that's where we are. I mean, we're 36 trillion in debt. Uh, we're, we can't even recruit to fill the positions we have open in our military because our military is too worried about stupid stuff like woke ideologies and inclusiveness, which it doesn't matter. Like the military exists to protect the United States of America. They do so by killing, by being warriors. And we're worried about woke ideology. And, and if you think that's too harsh, then you don't understand the role of why the military exists and what it's supposed to do. When the bad guys come knocking, it's up to the military to kill them. So they are supposed to be trained killers. And if you are the guy working in the the gym or cafeteria or whatever, you support the killers. Like you use your job is to support them and keep them healthy and fed and, and all that. So they can go kill people if need be. And that's how we should be training our military. And that's how we trained for years, hundreds of years. But now all of a sudden we're not. So we got 36 trillion in debt. We've got a military that we can't even recruit for. And then recently, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Wall Street Journal posted an article where they did a study of whether people still feel patriotic. And some other, you know, quote unquote American value areas. And the study was revealing because it has shown that we have lost our patriotism. We have lost our give a shit, basically. And so there's a part of me that believes those numbers are going backwards for the same reason why I checked out a long time ago. Because for the first time ever, we actually have access to information on a grand scale. We got knowledge at our fingertips. Now, it depends on how we decide to use that knowledge. And some of it, it is fake. Some of it is lying. But for the most part, we can access all information at any time. Whereas before you couldn't. 
And I think it's because of that people are seeing the big picture. For the first time in a long time in America, I don't think patriotism has gone downhill because, you know, people just don't care about America. I think it's gone downhill because people actually see America. That's what I think is happening. And the America they see is a government that is not out to do anything productive. That is not out to help the American people. That does not exist to do the will of the people, but rather treat it like their own family business. It's very hard to be patriotic and want to go fight in foreign wars or whatever when you see how the sausage is made in Washington, D.C. You know, there's not a lot of incentive to want to be patriotic in America. When the system is as corrupt as it is and everything is just a number and you become just a number and worse, you realize that to them, the establishment, the Washington, Washington D.C. crowd, you are just a number, kind of lose your incentive to be patriotic. The reason most people were patriotic is because America was the land of the free. Land of the free. Free to, to do whatever we wanted to do. And now you've got a government that every day is eroding your freedoms and trying to gain more and more control. And you've got a uniparty that pretends to be two political parties that divide the populace in arguments and fights like you see on Twitter and like I mentioned earlier. And why do they divide people? Why do they stir up all this hate between colors, black, white, genders? Why do they do that? Because it's the best distraction possible. So you don't see all the bullcrap and all their failures behind the scenes. And here's the thing, guys. They're not actually failures. Everything they do, they do with purpose. You think invading, or not invading, sorry. You think sending aid to Ukraine is patriotic to these Establishment people in D.C.? You think they give a shit about Ukrainians? You think they care at all about Ukrainian youth or their elderly or their LGBTQ community in Ukraine, the establishment in D.C.? You think they care? You think they give a shit at all if Russia takes over some territory in Ukraine? They don't. They don't. They don't actually care. They get you spun up to care, but they don't actually care. They do it because they can launder money through Ukraine and so that they can give to their industrial war complex donors. Sorry, I was taking a drink of coffee. They don't give a shit. They don't care about Ukraine. 
They don't care. It's a good way to launder money, cover up your money laundering crimes, and give the industrial war complex more money. That's all that matters. They saw an opportunity. And Russia is just a good good storyline because it has been since the Cold War and they think you're stupid enough to just keep lapping it up. And some people out there are still that stupid. Somebody tells them to support Ukraine and get a Ukrainian flag and you're evil if you don't. And, and so they just get in line without questioning anything about it. And guys, the reason... We are failing as a country is because we stopped questioning everything. You have to question everything. You have to. Now, you'll notice on my artwork on the podcast, it's me standing there looking up at an elephant and a donkey taking a crap on my head or getting ready to take a crap on my head. And you see the show, it's called In the Middle. And I'm in between a donkey and an elephant. Now, the donkey represents, obviously, the Democrat Party, and the, the elephant represents the Republican Party. That's, those are their two mascots, if you will. The, the reason that symbolism exists, guys, is because... That's exactly how I feel. And I think how many of you guys feel is you're in between these two buffoonery cartoon-like characters that are just massively shitting on everything and everyone. And I'm stuck in the middle of that because I watch my liberal friends question nothing that their party leaders and their news agencies tell them to think. And then I got my conservative friends over here doing the exact same thing. Isn't that amazing? But yet, if you ask them, both sides think they're the most intelligent people in any room or any political argument. Both will tell you the same thing. not realizing that all they're doing is regurgitating their party or their news agency's talking points. And it's like, how do you guys not see this? And I'm sure you see it too, for those of you that listen to the show, because maybe you're stepping back from the fray. Maybe you're like, um, I see now. Maybe you're like all those other people that don't think patriotism is all that high on their priority list anymore because you see the bullshit. You see the garbage. Why are we going to fight for an establishment that would never, never lay down their life for me? <laughs> think about that. Do you think Joe Biden, even in his heyday, would have laid down his life to defend you? What about Kamala Harris? What about the press secretary, Jean-Pierre? 
Would she lay down her life? Hell, she gets a DUI a couple weeks ago, and it's not even on the news. Actually, she didn't get a DUI. She got pulled over, and she was drunk, but she didn't get charged because that's how our, that's how our legal system works now. Whoever's in charge, that's who gets to decide whether you get punished or not, and they're only going to punish the other side. They're political enemies. Would she lay down her life for you? Pick out a congressman. Pick out a senator. How about the director of Homeland Security? Would he lay down his life for you to defend you? Please. What about Janet Yellen? Would any of the Mitch McConnell, AOC, any of them, would they lay down their lives to defend you? No. Name any bureaucrat. High level. Not the low level because there are, there are good FBI agents out there. There are good CIA operatives out there and NSA and DOD. There are good people out there. But the people leading them, not so much. And not any of the. They'll send the cattle to go sacrifice themselves so that they can stay in power and, and stay in jobs that make them one hundred and eighty to $250,000 a year or more. Because that's how the system works. That's, that's the establishment. And it's just a revolving door. Do you guys notice that too? Not only will these people not lay down their lives for you, but do you notice how it's a revolving door? They, they all never really kind of leave the Washington, D.C. swamp. I was in Congress. Now I work for CNN. Or I was in Congress, and now I wake for, work for Raytheon or Halliburton. Or I was in Halliburton or one of these. Now I work in Congress. Oh, I used to work at the Department of Defense, but now I work in the White House because the candidate that I support, you know, is now in the White House. It's just a revolving door. It's all the same people and not just all the same people every year, guys. It's the same people for the last 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, there's been some new faces, but it's just a revolving door in D.C. Nobody leaves the swamp because it's too profitable. Because if the swamp wasn't a self-dealing, self-interest place where nobody had a care about the American people, then nobody would stay. They would go off and find opportunities and become entrepreneurs and jobs in industry somewhere where they could make more money or have more benefits or more perks or whatever it may be. But they don't. Because DC is that profitable. Those people aren't patriotic. But they get out on the news and they you know, wave their finger at you and me and say, you need to be patriotic. You need to be this. You need to be that. You need to be on board with Ukraine. You need to be on board with digital currency. You need to be on board with on and on and on and on and on. And guys, the messaging, if you're paying attention, the messaging is designed to divide us. It's propaganda. 
These two weeks that I've taken off, it gave me the ability to step back again and reflect and look at it from an outsider's perspective. And I forgot how bad the propaganda is. That's why I'm doing the show. I want to pull you away from the edge. You got to step back from the edge. You got to stop believing your political narrative, whichever side you're on, hook, line, and sinker. You're being lied to. You're being misdirected on purpose. And I know there's a lot of you out there will go, oh, no, that's conspiracy theory, and it's not really like that. The truth is the truth, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this Trump got really arrested, so he really... Yeah, guys, there's elements of truth to every story you hear on both sides because they're telling you a story, not the story. And when they tell you a story, they add elements of reality to the story to lend it credibility. They have to. Otherwise, it's not good propaganda. Good propaganda always has elements of the truth in it. It has to. Because even though in America we have gotten more dumb, because we have, we're still not completely stupid yet. We're getting there at a rapid rate, but we're not there yet. So we would spot obvious propaganda lies if there weren't elements of truth sprinkled in. Read any book about how to effectively create propaganda, and you will see (laughs) how much propaganda you are exposed to in America every single day. So what's that say about your government and how much they like you? What's that say about your political party? Knowing that in D.C., when they're in session and in their chambers in Congress, they all backslap and handshake and get drinks at the same bars together in D.C. They're on the same page. They're on the same team. And they feed you a steady diet of propaganda to get you to fight each other. What's that say about how much they care about you? Yeah. I don't think they care about us at all. Guys, we have to stop eating this crap. Hook, line, and sinker. These last two weeks have been so peaceful, so good. So I can see why many of you have checked out. I I contemplated it. I'd be lying if I didn't say in the last two weeks, I was like, "Why why am I doing this show and reading all this bullshit every day on Twitter and the news? And when I just felt so much at peace not doing that. All week. It was out of sight, out of mind. I spent time at some properties. I spent time on my land. I spent time, you know, doing things that I enjoy. And it felt good. And I contemplated, like, man, why am I doing this show? 
because this is it's just absurd. There's it's so much absurdity and stupidity. And, you know, I say one thing on the show and somebody gets mad at me, even though the only reason they get mad at me is because their political side tells them to not because it actually bothers them, but because they have to virtue signal. Because that's what that's the example that's been set for that side. And it's the same on the other side. I say one thing and the other side gets mad because that's what their side told them to do. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. And it's just crazy. And nothing's getting accomplished. This is why I did the show. To get away from crazy. To get you guys away from crazy. We have to get away from crazy. Crazy is the Republican Party. Crazy is the Democratic Party. Crazy is not loving, you know, not, not loving your country. It's, it's the establishment. That's crazy. We need to get back to common sense politics. We need term limits in Congress. You take the silver spoon out of their mouth. We don't need career politicians. We need servant leadership. We need people who want to go and serve their district, serve their constituents, not become a career politician and make a living and their wealth off of it because that's why people do it. So we need term limits. We need more laws to restrict Congress's ability to insider trade. Term limits is a long way. We also need laws saying that lobbyists cannot give money to politicians anymore. Neither can corporations. They Super PACs go away. They become illegal. That needs to happen immediately. We need to revamp all the leadership of every department or get rid of it. Eliminate the FBI or fix it. Same with the CIA and NSA. We need to repeal bills that took away our freedoms. Like the Patriot Act, for example, that happened after September 11th. That allowed our government to spy on our phone calls and catch our data as it's coming through the wires. Without search warrants. We need to start repealing anything that is in violation of our constitutional rights, our human rights, our civil rights should be repealed immediately. And then we, the American people, need to stop giving to these political parties. I know it doesn't seem like it's possible because in our lifetimes, we've only known the Republican and Democrat Party. Guys, America was not founded on a party system. We don't have to have political parties. Like, I know they've taken over control over the last 10 years, or 10 years, sorry, <laughs> over the last 100 plus years, but we can eliminate them. I know in each state, it's like, well, but, you know, there's party rules in the state adopted laws to kind of go around the party rules. Yeah, think about that. The states adopting laws to, to make party rules work. 
That's how out of control the parties have gotten. We don't have to have a, a Democrat party. We don't have to have a Republican party. We can render the parties ineffective. Stop giving them money. Stop donating to a political party. If the Democratic National Com Committee sends you anything or the RNC sends you anything asking for money, throw it in the trash. If you've got money, if you've got like auto donations set up, stop them. Stop giving money to the political parties. Because until we do these very basic things, guys, the spin will not stop. And you will always feel like you're living in crazy la-la land. It won't stop. If you have money in BlackRock or Vanguard, take it out. Those two companies have way too much control. And it's not, and I'm a capitalist through and through, but when you consolidate that much control and power into two companies, board of directors and CEOs, that means in order to affect global change, at least national change, it only has to go, decisions have to go to two people, the two CEOs of those companies and their board. I don't know, maybe their board is made up of six to 12 people. So a decision is for, that can have global or national effects is made by 25 people at best, maybe. Think about that. And that's what happens when you consolidate that much power into a company's hands. Guys, they, they own or have interest in trillions of dollars of investments. But where did they get that money from? They got it from you, us, the American people. Because it's in your 401ks. It's in your IRAs. It's, it's your 529 savings plans. It's your 403Bs. You've seen the statements from BlackRock, Vanguard. What are, hey, what are my options in this 401k? Um, BlackRock funds. Okay. Or Vanguard because they're inexpensive and cheap. Which are true. They're Vanguard, pretty inexpensive and cheap. But now everybody's consolidated their money, all their savings and retirement money into these two companies who then turned around and went out and bought stock in all the, the S&P 500 companies and, and then some plus. So now they have controlling stakes or large stakes in every one of these big giant companies in America and around the world. So who's got the real power? <laughs> Think about that. And they all did it because... You gave them their money. You gave them your money for retirement to go out and invest in these companies. I mean, they're doing what they said they would do, but they've also managed to consolidate control and power. It's too much. So you got to take your money out, spread it around, make them less powerful. And that's why they want to go to China and start doing retirement savings for the Chinese people. Because they'll do the same thing. Chinese people will get a 401k or something similar to that. And they're going to put their money in and they're going to get options that are BlackRock or Vanguard or whatever. And they'll get trillions and trillions and trillions of more dollars. 
And what an example of how the sausage is made, guys. 401k law. That is the actual digit and letter of the law for the retirement law that Congress passed because they knew this would happen. Nothing's on accident. They said they wanted to start like giving people other options other than Social Security for retirement. So we're going to do this 401k plan. It was just to funnel money to Wall Street, guys. That's how it works. And now look at how much control they have. And these are the same guys donating to these same politicians that just keep it, the carousel going round and round. You work for them, everybody that has a job. You work for the establishment. That's why you exist. And I wish you could see it. Anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to come out here on this first episode from my break. I guess we'll call it my spring break. Uh, and yeah, and just reflect and have a real talk because I... Yeah, there, this is why I started the show, guys. We got to take decisive action. We can take back our country. But it starts with, we got to vote with our dollars. That's where you can hit them the fastest and the hardest. Vote with your dollars. Join me in doing this. And ignore the political parties. Ignore the bullshit. Just ignore it. I'll start giving you guys more. Uh, maybe I'll do like one or two a week where I will bring you places you can go to just get news, facts. No spin. Just news and facts, because there's a couple sources I use, and I'll bring those to you. That way, you guys have, have the sources, too, because I, I, I don't want to just bitch. I want to create solutions, and I am working on a solution for removing your money from BlackRock and Vanguard. That's coming. I, I've got a solution, especially if you've got a, a 401k, IRA, or whatever. There's, there's workarounds. You, that is your money. It, it's not stuck there. Now, some 401ks and 403bs, you may be stuck, depending on your plan that you have with your employer, but all is not lost. There's some workarounds, potentially, but those folks may be stuck. But if you have an IRA or 401k that you rolled from another employer or whatever, like, Get that if it's in BlackRock or Vanguard or any of their affiliated companies, get it out. Because and I've I've got an option that you you may have the ability to use here in the future, and I will let you know when that is set up. Because I want I want to create solutions. I don't want to just come on here and bitch. Like we know what needs to be done, and we need to create the solutions to do it. And if you're somebody out there that can create solutions to do some of this stuff, then be a, create solutions. It's not good enough to sit around and bitch on social media or bitch to your family or for me to come out on this microphone and bitch to you guys without offering some solutions. So the solutions for now are stop donating to the Republicans and the Democrats. Stop giving them your money. Turn it off. And if you have friends that are doing so, tell them, turn it off, share the show with them. Say, guys, like we got to stop being distracted by all the crazy so tune out from the Democrats and the liberals. Tune out from the, the Republicans and the conservatives, conservatives and their talking points. Just stop. And if you're one of those people that's like afraid to leave your camp, come on over. 
to the middle. We're, we're cool here. We're patriotic Americans. We believe in civil liberties, civil rights, and everybody being free, everybody being a contributory member of society in some way, shape, or form, and being free. And not being in that we dictate terms to our government, not the other way around. And that we live in a constitutional republic, not a democracy. So, and we'll welcome you with open arms. I will welcome you with open arms. Anyway, I got to get going, guys, because I do have to get to work. I appreciate you coming back and checking in after my spring break. That's what we're going to call it is my spring break. And I appreciate you guys checking out the episode. Hey, do me a favor, though. If this got you thinking, made you laugh, made you cry, you know, share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Get involved. Get active in your community with this stuff. You know, do your part. Because it's the only way we're going to change things. So thank you guys for coming back. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Hey, guys, I'm going to be back with you again tomorrow morning. Scouts honor. Cannot wait until then. But until then, guys, have a great American day. Yeah.